You're listening to a special Holy Week edition of In the Studio with Michael Card. This episode is made possible by our friends with the Christian Standard Bible. Learn about the many ways you can benefit from this new translation. Explore all that's waiting for you online by visiting csbible.com. button. This is in the studio with Michael Card. And Michael, we've been leading up to this uh, day for a couple of weeks now, preparing our hearts for Holy Week. And here we are. We're uh, just beginning the week now, and we're going to have a very special program here today for listeners, I feel. Yeah, we're going to go through uh, the Passion Week event by event, try to um, help our listeners prepare and help ourselves uh, prepare for Easter. Um, right. I think it's... it's uh, it's a tragedy when you get to the end of Easter and and uh, you know you've been busy with church church services and you know if you have kids uh, getting them all lined up and mm-hmm. and you realize that you've you've missed the real significance of uh, yeah. of what this day means. So we're we're going to do everything we can do to make sure that doesn't happen. Indeed. Yeah. Well, one of your I have to think more popular CDs through the years was known by the scars. Mm-hmm. And so we have the music that was on that CD that you performed in the studio here for this podcast over the years. And we're going to track through, just as the CD does, the story and trace the steps of Jesus through Jerusalem. We'll get started here in just a moment. And we'll be reading scripture as we go between each song as well from the CSB. And I just think this is going to be a great preparation for this Holy Week time. So, Mike, thanks for being willing to do this. Thank you. Thanks, Wayne. Let's get started. The first song, of course, He Was Heard. Do you have a scripture in mind just before we play the song? Definitely. I mean, this this is a song that comes from Hebrews, and uh, Hebrews 5.7 says that during his earthly life, he offered prayers and appeals with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverence. Another reference to the tears there. We were talking off air a few moments ago about the tears of Jesus, and Here's another reference to those tears. Yeah, uh, and he he weeps on his way into Jerusalem. I mean, I think he, um, uh, and again, that's just 0.09% of his life that we have. I think one of the mm-hmm. reasons that people at one point thought he was Jeremiah was that he was so free with his tears. Okay. Well, let's listen now. Here's our first song of the program here today from Michael Card in the studio. He was heard. Now we, his children, wait for 
for him with hope and joyful praise. For we know that God has heard him, for we know that he was raised. first song in our musical journey, The Steps of Jesus, here during Holy Week, Michael Card, He Was Heard. Mike, our next song is Right On to Die. Um, shall we look at Luke chapter 19, is it? Yeah, and uh, the so-called triumphal entry. Um, yeah, let's, let's, yeah. let's see what the Bible actually says. Okay. When he had said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, He sent two of the disciples and said, Go into the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find a young donkey tied there on which no one has ever sat. That means it's it's fit for a king to be used if no one's ever used Mm. it. Mm -hmm. Untie it and bring it. If anyone asks you, uh, why are you untying it? Say this, the Lord needs it. So these are apparently people that are known to Jesus, and I think these are people associated with Mark, Mark's family. So those who were sent left and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the young donkey, its owner said to them, Why are you untying the donkey? The Lord needs it, they said. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their clothes on the donkey, they helped Jesus get onto it. As he was going along, they were spreading their clothes on the road. Now he came near the path down the Mount of Olives, and the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice, for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. What a scene, huh? Oh. Continuing in the CSB Bible, verse 39, some of the Pharisees from the crowd told him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the stones would cry out. As he approached and saw the city, he wept for it, saying, If you knew this day what would bring peace, But now it is hidden from your eyes. For the days will come on you when your enemies will build a barricade around you, surround you, and hem you in on every side. They will crush you and your children among you to the ground. And they will not leave one stone on another in your midst, because you did not recognize the time when God visited you. That's Luke chapter 19. Michael, the song we've asked you to sing now as we continue this long play edition of our program is Ride On to Die. Do you want to say anything about the song before we listen? Well, it's it's just a song that's trying to capture the ethos of, of Jesus' final entry into Jerusalem. Uh, he's still wiping the tears from his eyes because when he comes over the hill and sees Jerusalem, he bursts into tears. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm fairly adamant about referring to it as the so-called triumphal entry. Uh, there's this I see. There's this group of uh, excited followers of, of Jesus um, that are shouting Hosanna and this sort of thing, but they're also uh, 
caught up in this enormous crowd that's going into Jerusalem just for Passover. Jerusalem goes from 50,000 to 250,000 for Passover. Mm. And uh, Jesus and his uh, followers are swept up in that crowd uh, into the city. Well, with the word of God in mind that we just read, let's listen to Michael's song, Ride On to Die. Since the sorrow untold As you look down the road At the clamoring crowd drawing near Feel the heat of the day As you look down the way Hear the shouts of Hosanna the King O daughter of Zion Your time's drawing near Forsake him, oh don't pass it by On the foal of a donkey As the prophet had said Passing by you, he rides on to die Come now, little foal Though you're not very old Come and bear your first burden bravely Walk so softly upon all the coats and the palms Bear the one on your back, oh so gently Midst the shouting so loud and the joy of the crowd There is one who is riding in silence For he knows the ones here will be fleeing in fear when their shepherd is taken away. O daughter of Zion, your time's drawing near. Don't forsake him, oh don't pass it by. On the foal of a donkey, as the prophets had said, passing by you, he rides on to die. Soon the thorn-cursed ground will bring forth a crown And this Jesus will seem to be beaten But he'll conquer alone both the shroud and the stone And the prophecies will be completed O oh, daughter of Zion, your time's drawing near Forsake him, oh don't pass it by On the foal of a donkey As the prophets had said Passing by you, he rides on to die On the foal of a donkey As the prophets had said Passing by you, he rides on to Then the day of unleavened bread came when the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, Go and make preparation for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare it? They asked him. Listen, he said to them. When you've entered the city, a man carrying a water jug will meet you. 
follow him into the house he enters. Tell the owner of the house, the teacher asks you, where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large furnished room upstairs. Make the preparations there. So they went and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. Then he said to them, I fervently desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you, from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and gave thanks, broke it, gave it to them and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But look, the hand of the one betraying me is at the table with me. For the Son of Man will go away as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. Come to the table and savor the sight, the wine and the bread that was broken. And all have been welcomed to come if they might Accept as their own these two tokens The bread is his body, the wine is the blood And the one who provides them is true He freely offers, we freely receive To accept and believe him is all we must do Breaking the bread soon will be broken. 
to the table, Michael Card's song, as we trace the steps of Jesus in Jerusalem on the eve of Passover. Love that song, Michael, by the way. Thank you for that. Hmm. Next, we come to the uh, the garden. If you uh, don't mind, I'll read from Luke chapter 22, verse 39, starting there. Yeah. He went out and made his way, as usual, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he told them, pray that you may not fall into temptation. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and began to pray. Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Being in anguish, he prayed more fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, exhausted from their grief. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. Let's take a moment and talk about this scene. Well, there's so many things going on uh, in in uh, this scene in the Garden of Gethsemane. I think uh, the, the first one, and maybe the most important one, is that um, Jesus goes to prayer, and basically he's saying, I know what you want me to do, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, I want you to you know take this cup away from me. Uh, and the great victory comes when he says, "Not what I want, but what what uh, yeah. what you want." And right. then this this angel comes. It's, to me, it's so interesting. This angel comes to comfort him, but uh, I refer to this as an un- unsuccessful angel because I think <laughs> he he's beyond even the comfort of an angel. Because yeah. after the angel comes, it seems to be more intense. His grief. I mean, that's when he sweats uh, drops of blood is after the angel comes to comfort him. So he is, he is be, he's beyond the comfort of an angel. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I, I never thought about the angel trying to comfort him and failing uh, before, yes. Mike. Well, you've captured this scene, of course, in your song, In the Garden. So let's listen to that now on this long play edition. John Ketchings plays cello as you sing.
little eyes So sadly wise The angels appear They come to the garden Clothed with sighs They After Jesus had said these things, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley, where there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas took a company of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees and came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing everything that was about to happen to him, went out and said to them, Who is it you're seeking? Jesus of Nazareth, they answered. I'm he, Jesus told them. Judas, who betrayed him, was also standing with them. When Jesus told them, I am he, they stepped back and fell to the ground. Then he asked them again, Who is it that you're seeking? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. I told you, I'm he, Jesus replied. So if you're looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the words that he had said. I've not lost one of those you've given to me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's servant, and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. At that, Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword away. Am I not to drink the cup that the Father has given me? Mike, I'm struck by the words, I am he, Jesus told them. And they fell back. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I think what you see there, especially John, is you see two things happening. You see the Jews hearing Jesus basically speaking the name of God, which is I am, and they fall down. Uh, and then the, the Roman soldiers, who couldn't care less about you know whether someone spoke God's name or not, they think that it's, it's, a, it's a trap, and that when Jesus says, I am he, he's springing the trap, and so in military fashion, oh. they fall oh, back. Okay. So you see two, two groups. You know, the, the Jews fall down because they've heard uh, what we approximate as Yahweh, and then the Roman soldiers think, oh, we've walked right into a trap, and they fall mm. back in military mm. fashion. It's an interesting yeah. scene and, and tragic, tragic because Judas, you know, Judas is... Um, you know, he goes to them a week, I think a week before, and says, what will you give me if I hand him over to you? It's just the, the betrayal of Judas. I think we, we think we understand it, but we, we don't appreciate, you know, what a despicable thing it was he did. So the plot has been brewing. It, now it comes to this moment. Yeah. The song is Traitor's Look. Here's Michael. 
place of honor at the meal To take the sop from his own hand, a prophecy to seal Was it because he washed your feet, you sold him as a slave? The Son of Man, the Lamb of God, who'd only come to save The silver that they paid to you from out their precious till Was meant to buy a spotless lamb, a sacrifice to kill How heavy was the money bag that could have set you free It became a heavy millstone as you fell into the sea Betrayed him with a kiss This journey through the events of Holy Week will continue in the second half. If what you're hearing so far has stirred you to want to go deeper, look online for more from Michael that can help all at michaelcard.com. We hope you'll subscribe, follow, and or share what you've found here on this weekly podcast. And coming up, we'll hear more music and scripture from the album Known by the Scars after this message in the studio with Michael Card. The CSB Experiencing God Bible is this month's featured resource designed to help you take intentional steps to know God personally. This edition is based on the beloved book Experiencing God by Dr. Henry Blackaby. Find revised and updated insights that will challenge you to respond to God's offer to know Him. Search for the CSB Experiencing God Bible at csbible.com. When you visit online, see how the years of ministry, teaching, and spiritual insights of Dr. Henry Blackaby have been carefully presented to be a guide in your walk with the Lord. Be sure to use the special 40% discount on your CSB purchase through Lifeway. Type CARD40 with no caps, no spaces for your 40% discount with Lifeway. I hope you will act on this invitation to discover God in a personal and life-changing way. This study Bible will help you do just that. Search for CSB Experiencing God Bible now at csbible.com. We're spending these moments with Michael Card today, tracking with the key moments leading up to Good Friday. We're also really tracking musically through Michael's album, Known by the Scars. The music you're hearing are from studio performances recorded at the Mole End Studio. And Mike, where does that bring us in this journey of Jesus? Well, I think we come up to the moment of, uh, of asking a question, uh, why? Why, um, why the betrayal of, of uh, one of his disciples? Why? Instead of a, 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 a crown of gold and, and jewels, why was it a crown of thorns 
mm-hmm. there's just this heartbreaking part of uh, the passion of Jesus where you you sit back and you say, you know, why did it have to be this way? And uh, a, a a new thing for me, Wayne, and, and focusing on the kiss of Judas, you know, why why does his friend kisses him? And uh, uh, this this incredible betrayal. Um, I mean, Judas goes to the the high priest and says, "What will you give me to hand him over to you?" They pay him the money then, and um, when he's sitting at the Last Supper, I think he's probably got the money in his pocket, which again is just <laughs> of course, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, but the, my new idea is, uh, you know, one one of the reasons Jesus is uh, has to be pointed out. Judas kisses him to let the soldiers know which one to bind and 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 drag away. And uh, part of it is simply because as Jesus is unrecognizable. He looks just like the other 12. It's not like he's taller or he's got a halo or he's got blue eyes or anything like that. <laughs> he's just right. he's just sort of this scruffy person that looks like the 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 other 12. Well, you took these questions and put them in lyrical form. The song is why. And only a friend comes close enough to ever cause so much pain. And why did there have to be a thorny crown pressed upon his head? should have been a royal one made of jewels and gold instead it had to be a crown of thorns because in this life that we live for all who would seek to love a thorn is all the world has to give There have to be a heavy cross he was made to bear And why did they nail his feet and hands His love would have held him there It was a cross for on a cross A thief was supposed to pay And Jesus had come into the world to steal every heart away 
Yes, Jesus had come into the world to steal every heart away. Michael's song of questions, why? That brings us to Golgotha and our journey through Jerusalem during Holy Week here. Michael, you spent a lot of time in Jerusalem. Yeah. Talk to me about Golgotha. Well, it's it's a, it's a real place. Uh, Golgoloth is the Hebrew word for skull. Calvaria is the Latin word for skull. And it uh, apparently was a hilltop that was shaped or somehow looked like a skull. And uh, my scholarly friends tell me that the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is, is a pretty reliable uh, location for, uh, for where it actually happened. And if you think about it, Wayne, that, that's amazing that uh, 2,000 years later, we have a pretty good idea of the spot where Jesus was actually crucified and buried. Amazing, huh? Do you, when you go yeah. to Jerusalem and and friends accompany you, do you take them there? Yes, we do. We go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Uh, we go to every Jesus site that uh, you know that there is, and uh, the, sometimes it's a little bit difficult. The church is crowded, and it and it's sort of been covered up with uh, ritualistic sort of uh, you know it's it's a kind of big cathedral. To, to me, the, the significance is there is an actual spot that I can point to and say, yeah, somewhere in this vicinity, at least, was where uh, the cross actually stood mm-hmm. and the tomb of Jesus Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And ne- next to Galilee, of course, the fa- my favorite place is Galilee, yeah. where I can look at the yeah, lake no, and I is, can right? see the hills. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem is the spot you know that's that's a pretty... Pretty certain that that's uh, the spot where it actually happened. Well, amidst all the busyness of that as a tourism spot, I mean, is yes. it able, are you able to meditate at all there or think about what, the significance of that very place? Well, depending on what time of day you go, sometimes you go and it's just too crowded. We try to we try to go when it's not quite so crowded, and people are pretty quiet there. Yeah, it's 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 a special place. Well, as we continue on our way here, we're going to hear two songs from Michael. Cross of Glory and Death of a Son. Death of a Son is uh, taken from Psalm 22, which Jesus actually quotes oh, yes. from the cross. Yeah, very descriptive of the crucifixion, isn't it? Yeah. Good psalm to read right now as you listen yes. to Michael Card. From the pages of the prophets, he stepped out into the world. And walk the earth in lowly majesty Though he had been creator A creature now was he Come to bear love's sacred mystery He the truth was called a liar The only lover hated so He was many times a martyr before he died Forsaken by the Father Despised by all the world He alone was born to be the crucified Oh 
song, Death of a Son, 
We're going to hear a couple of songs from Michael. Actually, a song, which is our theme, known by the scars, Mike, and then Phil Nash will play the piano while you recite Isaiah 53. Mm-hmm. But how do you look at the cross? I mean, how do you characterize this whole this whole thing? Well, I, I think Jesus knows from the very beginning exactly what's going to happen to him. Uh, he can, uh, in ever-increasing detail, tell his disciples he's going to be bound, he's going to be spat upon, he's going to be crucified. And, um, and at any point during his ministry, and certainly during uh, Passion Week, he could have disappeared over the hill into the Judean desert, and no one would have ever... Uh, no one would have ever found him. He he um, yeah. he he walked right in, in into a situation that he knew uh, was going to involve uh, a, a suffering that we can hardly put words to. Uh, well, it was a pure act of obedience, wasn't it? And I mean, yeah. he he also knew. I mean, we're going to hear Isaiah fifty three, and we talked about Psalm twenty two earlier. Yeah, he knew the prophecies. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I think as a as a kid, I think that's. One way that he recognized really who he was, as he would read Isaiah fifty-three and these different uh, passages about the suffering servant of the Lord, I think he realized at one point that was him. The Father, you know, revealed it to him, and uh, I, I think you know the, the the big moment of revelation just before the transfiguration, when he asked Peter, you know, who he is, and Peter says he's the Messiah, mm-hmm. and once that's been spoken, Jesus is very clear that being the Messiah means. He's going to suffer and uh, and be killed, and three days later he's going to rise again. And Peter takes him aside and says, "That will never happen to you." <laughs> so you know, with Jesus it's clear, but with the disciples it's it, it's not so clear. And this whole Passion Week that we've looked at, I think the the, the context of that is just the confusion of the disciples who thought. You know, they were going to have thrones and they were going to sit on either side of him, and it was going to be this glorious triumphal uh, sort of occasion, and then he dies, and as far as they're concerned, it's all over. They they get lost. They flee. Before we listen, tell me about the song Known by the Scars. Well, Known by the Scars is really more of a, a, a post-resurrection song. It's uh, Jesus uh, is recognized after the res- resurrection, not by his face or uh, uh, or anything else, but he's recognized by his scars, and that he himself points to his scars and says, "You know, this is me. Uh, here, you know, put your hand here." Uh, he shows them his hands and his feet and his side, and um, and in a way that sort of characterizes his whole life. I mean, he was he was known as the man of sorrows who redemptively enters into our suffering, and and so can as the as the writer of Hebrews, you know, he can. He's our faithful high priest because he, he knows everything that we've suffered. And um, it's one of the reasons we praise him. It's perhaps the reason we praise him. Michael Card's song, Known by the Scars. Then Michael will recite Isaiah 53. Just never to erase the wounds of love's eternal. 
he sought to tell the world he was the way That God the Father had a human heart With his own holy hands he sought to touch and heal their scars But they chose to tear those gentle hands apart Who has believed our message? To whom will the Lord reveal his saving power? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, sprouting from a root in dry and sterile ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with bitterest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way when we went by. He was despised, and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God for his own sins. But he was wounded and crushed for our sins. He was beaten that we might have peace. He was whipped, and we were healed. All of us have strayed away like sheep. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the guilt and sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. From prison and trial they led him away to his death. But who among the people realized that he was dying for their sins, that he was suffering their punishment? He had done no wrong and he never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and fill him with grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have a multitude of children, many heirs. He will enjoy a long life. 
and the Lord's plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of what he has experienced, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of one who is mighty and great, because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among those who were sinners. He bore the sins of many and interceded for sinners. Powerful passage. Thank you, Mike. Listeners have been joining us here leading up to Good Friday, but now we come to Saturday as we conclude. Any thoughts about that? Well, I think Saturday, that that particular Saturday must have been the most quiet, the, the period of time between the burial of Jesus and that the glorious moment of resurrection that no one witnessed, but that uh, uh, we trust and hope, believe, and uh, we, we know the angels gave testimony, the women saw the empty tomb and all those sorts of things. That's all uh, Sunday morning, and that's why we now call Sunday the Lord's Day. But Saturday, Shabbat, Sabbath, is this day of rest, and even on that day, Jesus rests in, in the tomb, and it must have been the most still anticipation, all of creation waiting for this moment of resurrection that that changes everything it gives us hope and and uh defines who really who who jesus is and who we are and uh let's go to prayer lord jesus we come to you as your children who wait in the silence and the the sabbath of that that day of waiting uh waiting for that glorious moment where everything changes and hope new hope is born and a reason to go on and a reason to live and and uh, the the moment that defines who you are and who we are uh, this this moment of resurrection that we're longing for and waiting for so make us unusually aware of your presence during this quiet day in your name Jesus amen amen thank you Michael for guiding us through the events of Holy Week with music from the album known by the scars It's our prayer that the scripture and music were used by God to deepen your love for our Savior. If this is your experience, please email your reactions to this hour. You can send your comments when you write to us at inthestudio at michaelcard.com. And we're glad for the partnership with our sponsors at the Christian Standard Bible. Visit csbible.com to learn more about the great Bible editions that can help you take further steps in understanding God's message to us. The Christian Standard Bible at csbible.com. Now, for all of us on the team, Ron Davis, Susan Sermon, Lance Mansfield, and our producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening to this edition of In the Studio with Michael Carr.